0: Let's read one verse, just as a launching pad. Proverbs 12 and verse 27. Proverbs 12 and verse 27. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Alright, that didn't work. When you have it, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Proverbs 12, 27, you have that? Okay, it reads this way. It says, the lazy man, that word man is italicized, so we don't need to have that word there yet, so that means there's anybody. This applies to women too. So the lazy person does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. Diligence is man's precious possession possession i want to talk tonight on the subject do you have diligence do you have diligence father thank you for the word of god we're about to receive i pray father that you'd anoint these lips of clay anoint my mind anoint my heart anoint me lord for this word is already anointed and i pray father that this word which already has self-fulfilling power that it'll go forth and minister to the, the each person, each life, each mind, each heart, and that, God, you'll produce in us what needs to be produced in this critical hour yeah. that God will be able to accomplish your will in these last days, we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen, amen. and amen. Do you have diligence? <clears throat> we just finished a six-part series um, last Wednesday on miracle business miracle business and those of you who might have missed that in fact with, even if you caught it I encourage you to go back over it um, and glean things you know how you, you, you watch a television show or something and you watch it again and you, there are things you didn't get the first time you get the next time uh, it's the same way when you listen to the word of God we don't, we don't really have time for much television or movies today uh, I think we need to be immersing ourselves in the word of God the things of God uh, in in a at, at a higher clip than we ever have Because Because uh, we have Jesus said I must work the works of him, of him Who sent me while it is day The night comes when no man can work So we don't have A lot of daylight left We've got to finish the works Of him who sent us And so I encourage you to go back over that, Those messages, six, just six messages and, um, and Glean things that you might have Missed before Review things that you caught before. And whatever you get, put it into some action. Right? So in, the, in, that, in that series, I closed out by sharing six principles or six components uh, that I believe lead to prosperity or success in business, pro- prosperity or success in ministry, in marriage, in life in general. If you're a student, I mean, whatever, whatever area of life you're in, if you would take these components and, and live them out, I believe you'll find success in every area of your life. I, I just to review those. I we talked about possessions. Remember possessions? Yes, sir. Uh, that woman, that widow woman there in Second Kings four. She was uh, cried out to the man of God, Elisha, for her sons who were about to be taken by the the creditor because she, her husband had left them seriously in debt. Right, and he said, what do you have in your house? So we talked about making sure you identify your possessions. So what resources do you have? Remember, I gave you this scripture. I'm only going to give you a couple of scriptures in review. Proverbs 21, verse 20 uh, says this. There's desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but the fool squanders it, or the fool spins it up. Okay? So the key is there's something in your house that God will use to uh, advance your life. Okay? And Beyond just your physical house, even this, your flesh, there's something on the, on the inside of you that God can use, and I'll show you that tonight, but that's very important that you identify what's on the inside of you. Okay, number two, we talked about preparation. Remember he told them, go borrow vessels from all your neighbors, gather whatever you need, right? Number three, potential. potential. Some of y'all have notes. Good, potential. He said, don't gather just a few. He said, get a lot of them, expect much. Vessels determine volume. Containers determine capacity. So how much capacity do you have for God? How much room are you making in your life for God to do what he wants to do in your life? Some people shouldn't be married because they don't have capacity for marriage. Because they don't have capacity to love anybody beyond themselves. I'm just telling you, some people just... Just you they're, they're, they're so narcissistic, it would be an it would be it will be a crime for you to marry somebody. Because you're gonna make their lives miserable. See, you gotta you gotta know your capacity. <laughs> Everybody everybody's not cut out for college. Put your hand down, son. Everybody's not cut out for college. He waved his hand like, preach, pastor, preach. <laughs> we got him. No, yeah, I'm telling you what happened. A lot of people, they don't know their capacity. They want to restrict themselves. Partnerships. Talk about who's on your team. All right? You got you to get the right people around you. Now, everything I'm saying, you can apply to business, but you can apply it to, to ministry. Right? You gotta have the right people around you in ministry. If you don't, it's gonna be a, a struggle. <laughs> if, if, if you don't, I'm gonna go back to marriage again. If you marry the wrong person, wrong person on your team in marriage, it's gonna be bad. That's why you gotta let, let, let the Lord help you pick. Y'all done saying that you gotta let, let the Lord help you pick. You gotta hear, the Lord is already gonna give you your parameters. He's already going to give you your parameters. Don't pick anybody outside this bunch right here. Make sure they got to be saved. They got to be the opposite sex. I said they got to be the opposite sex. Save the opposite sex. You're already off to a good start right there. Right? Then there's some things he'll let you throw in there like you want tall, dark, and handsome, or short, light, and you know, whatever, just... You know, he go he'd go with your taste or whatever, but they still gotta be within those parameters. All right, let me keep going. Number five, protection, protection. Remember, he told him when you go, you and your son, shut the door. And what I was talking about was shutting shutting out the the natural, shutting out all the natural, sh- shutting out all the doubters and all the naysayers and all the unbelief, and closing that door where it's just faith on the inside of there. You can't let natural things into your endeavors when you, go, when you want God's hand on it. Yes. Then we said number six was promotion. When she, they filled those oil vessels up, he said, now go sell the oil. And talked about how she had, she had to go promote her product. Yes. You don't want, you know, those of you are in business, you don't want product just sitting in your house right. or in your garage or your storage unit. Right? right. right? You got to promote it. Okay, matter of fact, I'm gonna give you a scripture for that. In in Proverbs 31, 24, in the Amplified Bible, about that Proverbs 31 woman, it says she makes filing and garments and leads others to buy them. It didn't just, you know, regular King James or New King James says she sells them, but Amplified spells it out, she leads others to buy them. So those who are in business, you have to promote and lead people to buy. You gotta, you know, if you're, uh, I, uh, you you, if you're a cook, a chef, you gotta plate food properly. You know, don't, don't just throw food on a plate and it's sauce all everywhere and some, you know, some people they don't like their food touching. So you gotta present it in a way that. Right? If you sell clothes, don't don't sell somebody clothes and put them in a Walmart bag. Right? I mean, what's the difference in shopping at Neiman Marcus and shopping at Walmart? Neiman Marcus, they're gonna put it in a box with tissue around it. They're gonna wrap the tissue paper and put a sticker on the tissue paper, and they're gonna put it in a box. I mean, it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful present. Like. Look, you just ought to go in there one day, can I buy a Godiva chocolate bar? Just, if, you can't, if you can't afford shoes or whatever, just go buy a chocolate bar out of Nygmast. Can you wrap it for me? <laughs> because there's a different experience. You see, you have to lead people when you promote. You know, how does your, how does, I don't mean to talk on business, but that's my bent. How, how does your website look? Does, does, your, does your social media contain a bunch of junk on it? Or is it about business? See, you have, you have to know how to promote in ministry. How do you promote? One time, people had us out there. We were, we were doing this outreach, and uh, it, we didn't plan it. They just brought us into it. Man, they were throwing out these hot dogs and chips and the water. And you just, you come, people come by there, hot dog, chips and water, and gone. We like. I can't no smoke out there wasn't bored old oh, bored weenies. You can't be out talking tell we certainly be bored weenies. No. And they wasn't even good hot dogs. You want one? I don't want one. I don't want one of them. I don't, I don't want not want them. You follow what I'm saying to you? Let me hit on marriage for all, of, all the people who want to know about marriage. Well, how are you promoting yourself? When Naomi was trying to help Ruth get married, Naomi told Ruth how to promote herself. Put on your red dress, let all your hair down. Some of that sweet perfume. No, she, no, she told him. She told him how, how to, what to put on, how to dress, and she said, go and lay at his feet. Don't touch him. Don't, don't flaunt everything. Don't be low and beholden, Because if you're going to get him by low and behold, he's going to look at everybody that's low and beholding. If, if you think a tight dress is going to win him, every tight dress is going to win him. Every tight dress is going to win him. You won't have them to yourself. Okay? So I'm, I'm talking about there's a way to promote yourself. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, so then it brought about prosperity. Remember what he said? When you go pay your debt, then live on the rest. Live on the rest. Everybody say live on the rest. rest. So what what this miracle produced was a life-changing, multi-generational prosperity. Because the man of God said, you and your sons live on the rest. This wasn't just getting her out of debt. You live on the rest. You don't need no social security. You need not need no pain, on disability. God's got you. And your sons are going to live on this rest. Okay? Now, if you remember, we closed out, and I gave you this verse in uh, Proverbs 24 and 27. Yeah, some of y'all got it. I like note takers. And this scripture says this. Prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. Don't build a house first. Don't build a house first. You build a house afterward. Remember what I was talking to you about now if in the area of business is you have to keep reinvesting. You don't go out there and make money all of a sudden now you go spend your money, your little bit of profit you made on a vacation. You hadn't you hadn't made you haven't patterned anything yet. You can't, you can't go now chillaxing and you've not built anything that's now gonna sustain itself. You build business enough till now it just it kind of drives itself. I noticed how many how many of y'all remember years ago uh, McDonald's would have on their signs, you know, 20 million customer served. Then you saw 50 million customers served. Then they, they get hit the point they hit, said one billion customers served. Now they don't even put that on there. You look at you look at any sign for McDonald's now; they don't even list how many they serve, because it just it it's they, they hit a tipping point where you just stop counting. You just you can't count. see see so so you can build until uh, you prepare your outside work, make it fit, and then afterward now you can okay now you can live on. The rest, the fruit. (laughs) I just got to mess with marriage. I mean, we still. In marriage, you got to do a lot of work first. And that's why a lot of people don't make it because they don't want to do the work first and they want to kick back and relax. You hadn't done the work of building first. It takes some work to build a marriage. I'm come on this side. It takes some work to build a marriage. You gotta put some time in, some attention in. Yeah, you, you don't have time to go play basketball, running the streets, and be in the mall, hanging out with your girls. You can't hang out with your girls when you're building your marriage. You can't hang out with the fellas when you're building your marriage. Once you've been in there 20, 20 years or so, and you know, all right, we solid. Solid as a rock. You've been in there twenty years or so. You can you can you can go hang out a couple times. I mean, but I see people. You know, they they get married two or two or three years in. They take a separate vacations. So I'm going on a girls' weekend. A girls' weekend. Me and the fellas going to Vegas. Going to Vegas. How you going to Vegas? What you doing? Me and the boys. Me and the boys. Are, are you crazy? All right. So, oh, them clickers. Yeah, the Vegas is. Boy, that's a. It's a challenge to to your spirituality. Trust me. Thank you, Lord. So afterward, build your house. Now, most people never get to build a house. Most people never reach the point of living on the rest. In marriage, in ministry, in business, in their careers, in education, most people never hit that place of, okay, now I can build my house. I I pulled some stats I think would, they were quite alarming to me. According to a a, a 2014 article I looked up and I saw on a website called PastorsPonderings.org, the average church in the U.S. fails within five years. That's from 2014. (laughs) The average church fails, in other words, closes, Within five years of its inception, church, ministry, para ministry, you name it, the average, on average, within five years. They start out with a bang, get business cards and banners, and everything, within five years of shutdown. According to a 2019 article on a site called CreditDonkey.com, interesting credit donkey he (laughs) should call it debt donkey the average u.s marriage fails within eight years how many people in here been married longer than eight years well you you above average already You ever heard of something called a seven-year itch? Yeah. Marriages. People hit that seven-year time, they're like, I want out, I want out. I'm stuck. Well, that's because the first seven years, they don't, they, don't, they don't build, they don't do the work. They went into marriage with a, with a, a single mindset. I believe this coming uh, t- uh, 20th of this month, our men's breakfast, we're going we're to have a panel discussion uh, that was suggested by one of our guys here. I thought it was a good idea. Talk to everybody on you know, things I wish I knew before I got married. So all the married men can think about it and all the single men can, okay, this is what I need to prep for. I should invite the women? I think y'all have prayer that day. I can't tell you about your fast or not, but if you don't do the work, see if you don't if you don't renew your mind, then you remain an independent person, going into a marriage, and the two never become one. You see, and so. On average eight years failure. Thank you, Lord. According to this was from twenty twenty. The US Bureau of Labor Statistics Statistics. About twenty percent of US small businesses fail within the first year. One in five businesses fail within the first year. Half of them fell within five years. By the time you hit 10 years, you only got about 34% of the business is still left standing. In other words, a business that starts today, 10 years from now, only one-third of them would even still be around. People start businesses every day. So you see, in marriage, there's a, there's a high failure rate. In ministry, there's a high failure rate. Church, there's a high failure rate. In, in, in business, there's a very high failure rate. Okay? So people aren't making it, making it to that live on the rest. They're not making it to that and afterward build your house. Somewhere in the process, everything collapsed. Now, can I show you something, something else here? Yes, okay. There's, I looked at some reasons, but let me just tell you my, my, from what I've seen, as to why some of the thing, these things fail, it's, it's because of small failures that happen. Um, it's very likely it's very possible you'll experience some small failures in your life. But th- that doesn't mean you have to quit. Am I talking to the right bunch? Marriages. In-, in marriage, you can experience some small failures. There are times my wife has made me upset, believe it or not. There are times when I've made her upset. I know you can hardly believe that. No, Pastor, not you. Yes. Me. There were small failures. But here it is, 20 years later, we're still together. What's the difference? I don't know. I know it wasn't no peace. That's all I know. There was no peace. I had to pray, Lord, I need. Send your peace to this home. <laughs> right? No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I mean, we're, 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 we, we had to, but we're still here. We're still together and happy now. We didn't let those little failures turn into major catastrophes. So people will experience oftentimes setbacks and and uh, opposition. How many of y'all know you're going to experience opposition? You you cannot serve God and not experience opposition. The Bible says all those who live godly in this life will suffer persecution. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to you're going to face an adversary, the devil. He's going to oppose you, and he knows the promises of God. He knows the blessing of God. He knows people who walk by faith what they will do, so he gets right in your face to try to oppose you and push you back so that you don't get to where God wants you to be. But you can't let opposition make you turn around and go back. We are not of those who draw back to perdition, but those who go forward to the saving of the soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we cannot let that opposition and setbacks and persecution, all these things that happen in our lives, push us back. Okay? And what happens when people let these things happen, or or another another one I want to bring out is burnout. People get burnout (laughs) in ministry. You hear about it all the time, ministry, people get burned, man. I just, pastor got burnout, had to take a one-year sabbatical. Just had to take a whole year off. God burned out. Oh, the problem is you're not tapping into grace. Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. <laughs> my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He said, You'll find rest to your souls. Right? The uh, message translation talks about learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So when His grace is on you, you tap into that grace, access grace by faith, then you can you can endure in ministry, in business, in marriage, as a teacher, as a parent. Some parents get burned out. Yeah, I know you all were saying that because you children here, but some parents get burnt out because they're trying to parent in the natural. But there's grace available. It's God's ability on top of your ability to get the job done, you see? So what happens is when people run into that setback, people run into that opposition or that persecution or that little failure, they don't persist. They don't persist. And if you don't persist, if you don't have, have a persistence In your spirit a persistent faith the moment you run into an obstacle that's too much for you you'll back off and when you back off you have to start all over again nothing comes to people who aren't persistent glory to god and what most people lack is persistence remember luke 18 Luke 18, when Jesus was teaching this parable, he gave this parable about this, this woman who went before an unjust judge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And m- most Bibles call this the parable of the persistent widow. Yes. Yes, Turn to that. Uh, Luke 18. Luke 18. Hallelujah. Luke 18, verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Why would he say always pray and not lose heart? Because there's something that's going to come against you to try to stop you from praying. How many of y'all know that we need to be praying mightily? Hallelujah. Men ought to always pray, he said, and not lose heart. King James says not faint. You faint because you're weary, because you're weak. Well, how do you become weary and weak? It's because the devil's opposing you and bringing all kind of things against you. Right. Word, on, right. Glory to God to try to zap your joy and zap your peace. and If your persisted, he can't have it. So he says there was a certain woman, certain city, right, rather, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. This is an unjust judge. Now there was a widow in that city And she came to him saying Get justice for me from my adversary And he would not for a while But afterward he said within himself Though I do not fear God Nor regard man Yet because his widow troubles me I will avenge her Lest by her continual coming She weary me Lest she wears me out so he gave her what she wanted because she was persistent. She kept running up against his no. She kept running up against his opposition. She kept running, running up against his resistance, but her persistence overrode his resistance. The devil is going to resist you. He knows what God has put on. He knows that if you do what God has put on your heart, you're going to crush him. So he has to come against you with as much resistance as he can. But you and I have to have on the inside of us something that rises up on the inside to overpower his resistance. Matter of fact, the Bible says you resist the devil and he will flee from you. The Bible says that you and I ought to resist him steadfast in the faith. Glory to God. Now, There was an article that I went back and found from August 7th, 2020 on a website called LendingTree.com. Some of you have heard of LendingTree. I found it interesting. It listed 20 reasons why businesses fail. And I looked at all those different reasons and calculated them. And in 49% of those failures, the owners, it said, were outcompeted. That was a large, one of the larger ones or lost focus or lack passion or burned out so out of the 100% of businesses that failed 49% of them here were the reasons there was there were 20 reasons but I took these four and I took these four because these four are indicative of a lack of diligence and when you put those together, that 49% just lack diligence. My God. My God. Are y'all seeing this? Yes, Hallelujah. Outcompeted. Yes. Outcompeted. Out-competed. Out-competed. Good product just out people just outcompeted you somebody else just worked harder than you just they just outworked you not a better product not about not a better service they just out simply outworked you when you look at athletics there are some some people who are very skilled some people who just have i mean just talent just seem like god given natural athletic ability but you get somebody else who may not be as skilled, but they just simply outwork that other person. Believe it or not, there are, there are basketball players who are better than Michael Jordan. At the time of his prime, there were players who were better than him, but they didn't outwork him. <laughs> See, and one one of the things that that in the in the Christendom in Christendom we don't we almost see taboo with the word work, and just can simply get get outworked by people, outcompeted because we lack the diligence, lost focus, lost focus, lost focus. Doing everything <laughs> like monkeys, look at look at that little shiny object. Did y'all get y'all didn't get offended by that? Did you? <laughs> y'all forget it? That's that's what they do in zoos. In in, the, in, the, in the, they they show a little shiny object, and then they look away. They're supposed to be doing this, but all of a sudden, some over here and they go who 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 go after this. <laughs> <laughs> and the devil knows how to bring distraction in your life to get you to lose focus. You're supposed to be in ministry and you get, fo- you get sidetracked over here. Supposed to be working on this area of your business and you get sidetracked over here. Supposed to be focused on um, you know, talking to this one person. <laughs> right? And Okay, I'm right. They say I can say it. And get fo- lose focus and be over here. Wandering eyes, right? Look at this other one. Lack passion. Lack passion about something that is their own product, their own service. And how do you, how do you lack passion about your own thing? Because it was just a, little, just a little ideal. See, we're talking about, see, if there's going to be no passion, then there definitely won't be any diligence. And it said or burned out to burn out means that you you quit before it was done. Come on. Come on. See, it didn't say finished out. It said burned out. And people in ministry get burned out. People in business this because this is a business list here. Get burned out. Athletes many times get burned. I just quit. I'm just I'm just tired. Students, them just burned out. Oh, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, do you have diligence? We have diligence? And before you answer that, let me give you a dictionary definition of diligence. This is Merriam-Webster on diligence. This is big here, y'all. This is big. This is big, I might be in this a couple, two or three weeks Four weeks maybe, so I don't know Because this is so big This is big And I'm not going to spend the whole time talking about business Because, see The Bible says Hebrews 11 verse 6 Without faith it's impossible To please him For they that come to him must believe that he is And that he is a rewarder of them That Oh, I've been seeking him What about diligence? because you can say you've been seeking him but if it's not been diligent there's no reward on, proverbs four twenty three says keep your heart with all diligence for out of it the issues of life i got issues i got issues because you're not diligent about keeping your heart you think because you go to church on sunday you diligent that don't mean you're diligent because you go to church on sunday See, everything, everything about God's kingdom requires diligence. And the reason many of us have not uh, obtained or attained in God is because we have not possessed this diligence. We've tried something and half-hearted at that. I'm not picking on you, I'm talking about the body of Christ I don't don't know, I don't know I'm talking about about God has made this so easy If we diligently do what he tells us to do Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost Put up up Deuteronomy 28 Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and 2 on the screen Deuteronomy 28, this is coming to me So let me just throw it out here Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and 2 Hallelujah, thank you Lord Now shall come to pass If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Verse 2, verse 2. And all the blessings will come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, he said, obey the voice of the Lord your God. The blessings are going to come. But verse 1 told us how we have to obey. How? How? So I must possess diligence. Now, I'm going to say this to you and I want you to take this to heart. You either have it or you don't. What do you mean? You, don't, you can't have it in one area and not another area. You either have it or you don't. Oh no, I'm diligent about that. No, 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 no. You might just be in a routine. You might just like that a whole lot. You either have diligence or you don't. If you have it, it's going to show up in every area of your life. That's why in the business world, they, they tell you, even in ministry, they tell you, if you want to get something done, find somebody who's busy. They said, if you want to find, if you want to get things done, find someone who's busy. Well, no, you don't want to find somebody busy. You want to find somebody who got, who's not doing anything. No, if they're not doing anything, they're not going to do anything. Because they don't have diligence every person you look through the scripture every person you ever found that God ever pulled and used they were found doing something y'all ain't saying nothing to me they were found doing something when God called Moses he was on the back side of the desert keeping Jethro's flock when God grabbed a hold of David he was out there keeping his father's flock when, when Elijah went and found Elisha, he was out there plowing with his father's oxen. When, when God, when, 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 Samuel, when Samuel found Saul, Saul was out there working with his father's, father's donkeys. Every person you see God found, they were doing something. When Jesus found Peter and those disciples, they were out there fishing. You have to find somebody who's diligent about what they're doing. And diligence is a man's precious possession, not an action. It's a possession. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, I need you to get this. Either you have it or you don't. If you don't, you need to get it. This might answer somebody's question if you, if you, if you wipe that snarl off your face. You might, you might get an answer. You might get an answer to your issue. And stop just trying. The Bible does say try to tithe. The Bible does say try to love your neighbor as yourself. You don't see anywhere in the scripture the Bible says try to do this. When you stand praying, try to forgive your, your neighbor. No, it just, just, just said forgive him. Just just said forgive him. Try to pray for those who persecute you. No, no, just pray for them. Well, I tried, and it, and it didn't work. You that's because you're not diligent. See, diligent, you're gonna keep on going until you get the result. The word said, if I do this, this is what I'm going to get. See, 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 if, if you're diligent and you're doing, you're doing your math homework, Come on. you're not going to stop till you get the answer. Yes, Come on. If you're one of the ones you got half put together puzzles, Started a puzzle seven years ago the puzzle still sitting there ain't never did put it together You never finish a book you never finish a book never You never finish a project never You don't have anything to say I close that one out See there's a lack of diligence And if you lack diligence, you lack diligence. It's going to show up naturally. It's going to show up emotionally. It's going to show up financially. It's going to show up spiritually. Because if you lack it, you lack it. But if you have it, you have it. See? Now I'm not picking on him, I'm not judging, this is for you. Because it's got me examining myself. Okay, well I thought I, thought, I, thought I had diligence, but maybe. Little, I better check myself before I wreck myself. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was doing all right, but I'm, oh okay, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm kinda coming up short in some areas here. Because, because when I look at, at things I've started, by now I should have. Fill in the blank. Come on, fill in the blank. By now, I should have. See, if I kept going, if I hadn't stopped, by now, I would have. (laughs) Diligence. Let's put that, def- that definition up of diligence from Merriam-Webster. Jesus. Diligence. Here's what it means. Steady. Steady. What does steady mean? Constant. Not start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Not staggering. Not staggering. Not wavering, steady. You know, if you get just a little little drip of water, just a little drip of water that steadily drips, it'll erode a stone over time. You don't need a pressure power washer to erode that stone. Just a little steady drip of water, just steady, just a little drip, one little drop over time. Will he roll that whole stone? So steady, earnest. That word earnest, another word for earnest is sincere. Sincere. I mean, you're going to give a real sincere effort on something. I'm really going to do it. Not half hearted. Well, I'm going to do it because Pastor asked me to do this. Don't do it at all. Mama said, Take out the trash. I'm going to take out the trash. A child is not diligent about taking out the trash. You look out one morning, the trash man going on the street, hey, hey, and the, you, didn't get, you didn't get the trash on. Huh? Why? Because they don't want to do it, they're not into it. Y'all students better listen to me. Y'all students better listen to me because this is, this is what the problem is in our education. Our youth, our students, and I'm saying our, I'm just talking about universally, lack diligence. They lack diligence. They'll try something, close it out, go do something else. and these cell phones, iPads and shouldn't have in school just block all of their diligence. Come on, tell the truth. It'll block your diligence, grown folks. I'm I'm trying to pray diligently. Notification come on your phone. What I want to do is turn all notifications. i I put on do not disturb. I don't want any notification because it's going to violate My diligence, my time with God So I have enough sense to do that But the kids don't have enough sense to do that Okay let's keep going Steady, earnest, energetic There you go, energetic Effort Energetic not oh, I gotta do this assignment. That's not energetic. No, That's not energetic. My wife wanna go out to eat. It's not energetic, men. Y'all ain't saying anything, men. So that ain't energetic. Hallelujah, I said hallelujah. I better keep going so I don't get in trouble. Well, I'll, I'll be at the men's breakfast bar all by myself. None of the men show up. Devoted, we're talking about diligence, right? This is dictionary definition, it's not Pastor John making this up. Well, I don't make any of this up, this is, devoted and watch this, painstaking work. Wow. Wow. That implies that there, there's going to be some real effort and you, it, might, it might hurt you to do it. All you want to do is go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep. I want to go to sleep so bad my eyes hurt. My eyes hurt. <sighs> but diligence is I have to finish this. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Remember the Proverbs 31 woman? Her candle does not go out by night. Ooh, y'all, y'all quiet in this Presbyterian church right here. Her candle does not go out by night. In other words, you say, I got to fin- I, I gotta finish this. Painstaking means it may hurt you to get it done. But i got to push it. I have, I have an assignment. I have a timeline. I've got, I got, I got to get this out. Yes. Now I'm not talking about toiling. No. I'm not talking about you getting over and toiling and you just doing your own effort. I'm talking about, but when you have a task to complete, right. That's right. That's right. you're going to get the job done. Yes. Glory to God. Go back to the definition here. Go back to the definition. Painstaking work and application to accomplish an undertaking. To accomplish the underline that word accomplish it, it it means to finish an undertaking. Then then here's an SAT word: assiduity. Assiduity, which means persistent personal attention. Ooh, persistent. Everybody say assiduity. You're gonna amaze your friends when you play Scrabble next time. Assiduity. It's a word, there ain't no word, look it up. You, are you, you want, this is a challenge, are you challenging me? Because you're gonna lose your turn if you challenge me, I just wanna let you know, All right? duty. oh, I'm serious about Scrabble. Challenge, anybody on Scrabble. Personal, persistent, personal attention. Persistent personal attention. Persistent, another word for persistent I want to throw in here is unstoppable. Personal attention. I want to put another word in here, another phrase, attention to details. See? Diligence means I'm going to pay attention to the, minor, to the minute details. Personal attention. I'm going to, I'm going to check it and I'm going to recheck it. I was going to bring that up. When the, the, the book that my wife and I did here last year um, you know it was a lot of man hours to get the book done but then I had somebody else you know, proofread and go through it, proofread and go through it and once I got it back all right I'm thinking I'm ready to go to print. Well I got it back and I'm like okay that was a mistake right there and a mistake right there I'm like Okay, so then I went ahead and paid for a service, Grammarly. Y'all ever heard of Grammarly? You know, there's a free Grammarly service everybody can use. But I said, no, if you're going to print something and be an author, you need to pay for this service. So I paid for the Grammarly service. And it identified like, oh, my God, like 20,000 errors. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) I'm like, man. So now I had to go through the whole book again. Word by word, and correct every issue. Wow. Personal. And I, after the book came out, I found out, I missed, how did I miss that one? I didn't even see that <laughs> Well, you found one, I, I found about three. Tamara probably found 10, she just ain't told me. Because Tamara is inspect the gadgets, she's gonna inspect everything. Uh, Kirkland on the website, there's a little word. The- <laughs> Thank you right but persistent personal attention how much attention do you give to the task that's ahead of you persistent personal attention why well, I got somebody else doing that no 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 personal Trust but verify. Inspect what you expect. Go back and look. Personal, persistent personal attention. I mean, think about it. How many times, some of y'all remember as kids, you were in school, children in school, and you took a test. The test came back, you thought, man, you aced this test, aced this test. I aced this test. Came back and you had missed this simple question. I'm like, how did I miss that? Oh man, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see the negative on there. Oh, I'm like, oh, did I? Did I misspell my own name? <laughs> right? you ever to anybody? You just. I mean, just this little simple things. That separated you from an A down to a C or whatever it was. See, it's the attention to details. When you're diligent, you have to check everything. See? I know, I know this is challenging people. See, when you do that, you, you, have to, you go through and you eliminate excuses. How come, how come you got to be? How come you got to see in, in class? Oh, because the teacher, teacher didn't do what the teacher didn't do do do, No, well, you didn't check it? That's it. Same person grow up. Hey, how come the lights' off? Same y'all quiet, y'all quiet. Hey, how come, how come <laughs> Hey, I, I, how, I got, how come the cell phone off? Oh, oh, I was, I was, I was meaning to, sure, I, oh, oh, I forgot, I sure forgot. It's all connected. See, either you have diligence or you don't. Not in some areas, not in certain things. Either you have it or you don't. See, and if you don't, you better hurry up and get it. Because to get things done in the kingdom, you're gonna have to, the kingdom is a diligence kingdom. The Bible says in one place, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Yes. Zeal means God's, God's diligent about what he does. Yes. Mm, 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 mm. Y'all got a couple more minutes here? Yes. So I've got to have this steady, earnest, energetic effort, devoted and painstaking work, and application to accomplish an under, undertaking, assiduity. Persistent personal attention. Do you have diligence? Apostle Durba wrote a book called Odd. ODD. You remember that? Some of y'all have seen it. I encourage you, if you don't have it, to grab that book. ODD stands for obedience, discipline, and diligence. In other words, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to be odd. ODD, not ADD. See, we talk about attention here. See, most Christians are suffering from ADD. Most people in the world are suffering from ADD. Right. Not clinical, not, not diagnosed, talking about just do not pay enough attention. Right. They, lack focus. they lack focus. I, I was, oh, was going to say this. Many of, many of the people in today's generation, that's, when I say young, I mean by that younger generation, are victims of the Sesame Street uh, generation, is what they are, is they they got everything in little five-minute bites. And then they switch to something different. And so attention span is down about five minutes. Yeah, if that, because now we're in the TikTok generation Whereas one minute, you get a minute about, to, you know, you get a minute and I got to move something different. Now, y'all get hear what I'm saying. Victims. It's a conditioning by the enemy to cause people to have no focus on anything. So to challenge them to read a book all the way through. Read a lesson. Read all the, all the directions on a lesson. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember being in school And they, they, would, they would bring us the, the little The little, uh, the little uh, uh, Trick, little assignment Where they say, read all the directions First How many, Y'all remember that? Read all the directions First and then start And inevitably you're going to have some hothead Like me, who going to just start And you get to the last one that said Just put your name on and turn it in Because thought, I thought so smart, I don't need to read the directions. End you know, up wasting time, and everybody's turning their paper and they laughing. <laughs> How y'all done already? See, and so people people have, have don't have the ability. That, that, that's why we got to get renewed minds in the minds of Christ. So we have the ability to get out focus and get things done. Yes, See, this is, this is what's required for us. I mean, think about the prayer assignment that we have as yes. intercessors. Well, I'm not an intercessor. We're all called to be intercessors. Yes. So this is so and to, to pray something through, oh, sir. that takes some diligence. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can't hit it and quit it and like, oh, you know. Well, I I pray. No, you have to diligently bring some things up. Persistent. You see? And the devil's work to keep keep us out of that diligence. Keep it out of us. All right, let let me give you a little more for tonight, and then we'll, we'll quit here. I got about three minutes. So do you have diligence? See if if in your vocabulary are phrases like I meant to. I was going to. I forgot to. I was supposed to. Those are signs that you you're lacking diligence. What had happened was <laughs> Well see what had happened. See? Now, don't 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 be in condemnation of if you have that. I mean, not every one of us, i sure, could look at some area, but the conviction is necessary so that we can make the changes. Because we have a big assignment ahead of us. We have a big responsibility. We are the end time generation. We are the ones responsible for bringing in this final harvest in the kingdom of God. And it's going to require some diligence. It's playtime. It's over. And we've got to get, get on the good foot, as <laughs> some people say. All right, now Proverbs twelve twenty seven. Proverbs twelve twenty seven was our was our, our main scripture here tonight. Now I want you to take what I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, uh, I want you to look at this in every area, in your marriage, in your career. In your business, in your ministry, in your—if you're a student, your education; if you're an athlete, in athletics; in what I mean, whatever you area you 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 are in or work on, you gotta have this this thing here. You gotta have it. Now, Proverbs 12, 27. It says, "The lazy man." does not roast what he took in hunting. But diligence is man's precious possession. Now remember the the first thing we talked about in those six components I gave you was what do you have in your house? What's your possession? So I want to show you here, we can see here from the scripture, what your precious or your valuable possession must be. It says... Diligence is man's precious possession. Not your car. Not your house. Not your degree. Not your skill. You can there are a lot of people who have degrees but don't have diligence. And they don't accomplish anything. People who have skills, but don't have diligence and don't accomplish anything. People who are called to preach might even be great orators and even have anointings, but lack diligence and never accomplish anything for the kingdom of God. Now notice what it says here. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting. Now, there in this in this uh, scripture, there are there are three common verbs. Now, I don't know about all them other kind of verbs. I know these kids; they have all kind of other verbs, There's, you know, philodendrous verbs and you know verbs and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about just regular common verbs that I can recognize. <laughs> at forty-nine, <laughs> roast. Took hunting or hunt, right? Yes. Hunting, he, he hunted. So I want to use that as a verb. Okay? So notice in order of progression to sequence, you hunt, you take, and then you roast. Right? Right? All of them require some effort, some action, some energy. So notice the guy had the, the thrill of the hunt. He hunted. He went looking. He found. Then he went so far as when he found it, he took it. Woo, he shot that thing, boy. He bagged him a big one. But it said the lazy man does not roast. It didn't say the lazy man doesn't hunt. Now remember, it's comparing a lazy man to a person who's diligent. So just because he hunts you don't mean he's diligent. Y'all didn't like, they didn't like, they didn't like. Oh. Just because he hunts you don't mean he's diligent. Now I would say she hunts him because today, you know, she's, she's a hunting the he's too. So, But just because he, you know, in other words, just because you go, you go hunt for a job doesn't mean you're diligent. Cause people, some people hunt for a job just to get enough job to have a paycheck. But when they get on your job, they ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> Am I talking practical tonight? I mean, I, I know this, this ain't all spiritual deep. But I'm talking about, we'll, we'll get to the deep because we, we gotta get this stuff in us. So he hunts, still lazy. He takes. He's still lazy. Because the hard part isn't the hunting. The hard part isn't the taking. The hard part is the roasting. Because to roast, he has to now dress that. He has to now do the the hard part. You catch a deer, you you get, get all the entrails, all the guts out and get all the hair, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta, you gotta process, you, know, you gotta do, I mean, this is, ugh, this is the part that requires work. I mean, it's kind of like me, I, I thoroughly enjoy fishing. If you said, Pastor, you wanna go fishing? Yeah, I'm going fishing. We're going on a boat? Yeah, we're gonna go on a boat. We're gonna catch a bunch of mullet, or we're gonna catch, whatever, net fish, deep. And we get on say, All right, we're gonna clean it. Hey, I'm out of here, bro. Let me know when y'all got in the grease, because I'll be back when you got that grease hot. Because I I enjoy the hunting, I enjoy the fishing, but the cleaning part, that's the hard part. It's fun to hunt, but it's not fun to clean. See, diligence is shown when the fun isn't there. When it's hard, when it's challenging. When there's some some opposition, when it's dirty, when it's grimy. When the fun is gone, it's still there. Are you still praying when it's not fun right now? When you you there's a there's a there's a Come on, are you still meditating the word of God when you're not getting a revelation every day? It's fun when you get revelation every day. Ooh, the Lord just said something. But what what if he don't say anything for a week? Do you still tell people about, about the goodness of God when nobody comes and no know you? When you go and, go and evangelize and you witness to somebody and they, they start telling you about their problems and they going through this and they going through that and you're like, okay, I'll just invite you to church. But nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign up for counseling. and You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign up to do all that. See, now now what happens? When you start dealing with their real issues. And the, I got an addiction. Right, right. And can I can I call you at 3 a.m. Yes. Y'all ain't said nothing. See, see, it, it's great we evangelize during business hours. You call me between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. and we can talk. But when it's when it's six o'clock in the morning, I'm going through. See, because you're trying to win them all the way into the kingdom of God. And you're going you're gonna to run into something that's going to be a little hard. They don't come pre-roasted. I said they don't come pre-roasted. Can I, can I say something else? I know I'm past time. But so many people in the body of Christ are, are because we, we're on this, well, the wealth of the sin laid for the just, and God's going to give miracle. And, and I understand he's going to do all this kind of stuff. He's going to do all these kind of things. But, you know, there are some things that will be illegal for God to do. Right. Yeah. So it's all not going to just be taken from somebody and given to you. There's going to be some effort. You're going to have to work the word. You're going to have to work your faith. You're going to have to work your seed. And you might have to work and do something in the natural. Just maybe. So he hunted and he took, but because he was lazy, because he lacked diligence, he never roasted it. Now, how many of y'all know that you can hunt and you can take, but if you don't roast, you'll starve? Even though it's right that you got everything you need, but because you never roast, you will starve. Yes, In other words, if you don't finish a job, you will not be fulfilled. Right. 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 All because he's lazy. lazy. All because he doesn't have diligence. Man. Notice. The contrast here. But diligence is man's precious possession. Diligent people finish what they start. And they don't stop until the task is complete and correct. They don't stop until the task is complete and correct. Until they do us right, because it's right, and they do it right. I do what's right because it's right and I do it right. I'm not going to stop till it's right. Until I've done exactly what I'm supposed to do. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let me finish right there. I'll finish right there. I'll, I'll pick up. On Sunday, because I got some places to go, I want to show you how, through the Scripture, the 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 fruit of this diligence. See, because diligence brings brings fruit. Diligence will produce something in your life. And so, if we can identify, diagnose our issue, and fix it, then we can start manifesting the fruit in our lives that God wants us to produce. Y'all got that? All right. So it's a precious possession. Precious means it's rare and it's valuable. Precious means it's rare and it's valuable. So diligence is a rare asset. I watched the other night, a few minutes of this. There's a documentary about Tom Brady. Somebody don't know Tom Brady. He's, we already there. He's taking us there. His goal is to win a Super Bowl for the Bucks or whatever. But he went, you know about the draft? Okay. Drafted, the draft in the NFL is eight rounds. He went in the sixth round. Sixth round there were six other quarterbacks who got picked before him. He was the last quarterback picked. And he's won what, six Super Bowls? Six. six of them. Six championships. And what these coaches who they interviewed said, these general managers who they interviewed said about him was they saw, okay, he was marginal talent. You know, he had this, okay, he, was, he wasn't the fastest guy in the draft. He wasn't the strongest guy in the draft. He didn't have the best arm. They say he, never, he, he couldn't throw a tight spiral. You know, these things you look for in a quarterback. And I remember Steve Mariucci, I think was his name, who was quarterback, the 49ers. He said, but what we never did was rip open his chest and check his heart. He said, if we could have ripped open his chest and checked his heart, we would have known that was our guy. In other words, words, they were judging based on these things that they could see, physical attributes, but they didn't know what kind of man he was on the inside. That when he came into the league, all he did was just simply, he just outworked everybody. Just outworked everybody. I mean, he's a guy to this day, his diet is just ludicrous. He and his wife, they eat so clean. He's 43 years old. 43 years old. Unheard of for an NFL quarterback, quarterback playing at this level at 43 years old. But because of how he takes care of his body, he just outworks everybody. He's diligent about the foods that he eats. He's not. no, no, I don't want that. stuff that we would <laughs> go, you crazy, man. You better eat that cookie. No, I'm not eating that. There's a guy in the NBA who I used to just, just couldn't stand him, but I developed the utmost respect for him, LeBron James. I used to think this guy, I just, this little kid, I just can't stand a snotty nose kid. till I, til I began to watch one day and saw his workout routine and his, his diet and what he, how just he works. And I saw, okay, this is a guy who's diligent about what he does. You have to respect that. That's why he's accomplished so much. You see, diligence is a rare and valuable possession. And the most successful people on this planet in any area, in any area, you're going to find a common trait is diligence. God tells me to do something, I'm just just going to do it. You know, that's one of the things I admire about my spiritual dad. Yeah, the Lord tells him, write 100 books. God's like, write 100 books. In here, he talked about how he'd be all, be all day, eight, ten hours typing. You know, some of y'all type like this, but most of us, many of us, type like this. <laughs> Pound out, not gonna stop till I get a hundred books. Why? God said so. <laughs> Write all these songs, <laughs> songs, songs, songs. I think they did three albums last year. Yes. In a matter of really a few months, I think three or four months to finish these albums. I mean, that's diligence. When I, I sit there, many times, just in awe, like, "Wow!" I'm like I'm slacking, bro. <laughs> see? See? But when you see that, and you see people accomplish in ministry, in business, in marriage, in education, in athletics, the common trait is they're just diligent. See? It's a very precious possession, and if you and I possess it, make sure we possess it then we'll begin to see our lives become more and more successful in every area of our lives. Do you agree with that tonight? If you do, shout in Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 Come on, give God a praise for the word of God tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's a precious possession. Thank you, Lord. It's a precious possession. If you have it, you'll be successful. Thank you, Lord. Now, please, whatever you do, don't sit here and be offended. Don't be offended. And go back over there and say, all right, I'll let me check myself. I mean, I, I just ask yourself, well, how many plans do I have still sitting there I never actually carried out. I got all these plans. I got a planner. People have planners full of plans. <laughs> but you know what the Bible says? The Bible says the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. The plans, so it didn't say the plans lead to plenty. It said the plans of the diligent lead to plenty. It's great to have a plan and a planner, but you got to be diligent plan, it ain't gonna work itself. You got a plan to work, but then you got to work the plan. You got it? All right, Lord, tonight, thank you so much for the word we've received tonight. I pray, Lord, for your people that, God, they walk into destiny, your purposes, your plans for all of their lives. And I pray, Father, that, God, as we live out this life you've placed before us, that God, in every area of our lives, we will be or become diligent. You said, Lord, in the word that diligence is the man's precious possession. And God, it's something that we can have, we can possess, and if we possess it, we can use it. Thank you for you being diligent. That God, what you spoke in the Garden of Eden when you said that the head of Satan will be crushed by the heel of Jesus. And you were so diligent that through every generation, through every generation, you watched over your word to perform it. You lined everything up. Even when the children of Israel just upset you and they just went all astray, You you kept your word. You were diligent about your promise to Abraham. Diligent about your promise to Isaac and Jacob. And you you kept your word all the way through to the cross. Thank you. You're a diligent father. Thank you for Jesus being a diligent son. Who despised all the shame. He endured all the suffering. Endured the cross, and because of his diligence, he's now set at your own right hand. Thank you, Jesus, for being our example tonight. I pray, Father, in this place that your people would grow in this area of diligence and accomplish all that you put before us, so that in this last hour, these last days, you can use us and trust us that when you give us an assignment, it will be done. It will be done. That when you give us a word, it will be done. God, we know, we know, we've learned through experience that we can trust you. But we want to prove that you can trust us with any assignment, with any task, with any responsibility. So, Lord, as we develop this, this, this diligence, let us grow in it day by day by day. We thank you. We thank you for the fruit that will come from it. and We give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen Amen. and amen. Praise God tonight. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.